Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're back again for episode 12 of On The Pitch Pod. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I'm here with my good friend Leo. Leo, how was your New Year's this year? It was good. I had a, a great time this New Year's, uh, doing it as COVID-friendly as possible, if the, if that's a thing. Uh, Patrick, I know Patrick went to Colorado. How was that? It was nice. Uh, also, try to do it as COVID-friendly as possible. Obviously, everything was closed out there pretty much as well, but it was nice to... Um, Nazi cornfields and subdivisions and strip malls. You get out of the airport and there's immediately mountains, so that was pretty cool. Uh, got to see college roommate that moved out there uh, as well. Yeah, a couple people out there, so it was fun. <laughs> Good time. Happy to be back. Pretty beat up, beat out, but uh, there's a lot of soccer that we missed over the yeah. last three weeks or three games, I guess, is a better time. Yeah, so we, uh, we kind of got out of it a little bit. With Christmas and New Year's, we figure not a lot of people would quite be listening since a lot of people had days off of work so we kind of just took a little break let these games play out but we're returning back to our regular schedule here and we'll be getting these episodes out weekly again so like you said we missed a lot the most jam-packed part of the season and a couple teams showed out a couple teams didn't show out and we got quite the shake-up at the top of the table right now Definitely, definitely. Uh, for all this slander we've been putting on Manchester United this year, mostly me, I guess, they're sitting at the top of the table with 33 points in the game at hand. Uh, Southampton, they looked the better side for most of that, a lot of that game against Liverpool. Yeah, uh, They're playing really well, and it's just really a toss-up. Arsenal's charging up the table. City looks really dangerous. And then there's teams like West Brom, who look guaranteed to be relegated. <laughs> Uh, Wolves 3-3 to Brighton Yeah, (laughs) Wolves with a negative 6 goal differential Connor Cody's got to figure it out back there But a lot of things happened while we were away For sure Yeah, so we're kind of just going to run through the games we missed We watched a good amount of them Just given, you know, what we were doing over the holidays I was able to watch a good amount So we'll be able to give some good insight As to how the teams are actually playing And just kind of give a rundown of how this Christmas period went So Guess we'll start at the top of the table. We got Liverpool and Manchester United, and I guess we can start with this little, you know, rough patch that Liverpool's going through. Yeah, they they battered Palace seven zero. It was uh, the most vintage <laughs> Liverpool performance we've ever seen, and then they come back with a one one tie to West Brom after Christmas, uh, and then zero zero draw to Newcastle three days later, and then a one zero loss to Southampton uh, to yesterday, two days ago. Monday. Yeah, Monday. So I've been I've watched all the games here for Liverpool and it's just it's frustrating. They're definitely not playing well the past three games and part of it is just the lack of ability to get shots on goal right now. So at the same time the you could tell like they're not playing their best by no means and Southampton definitely deserved uh some points out of that game, but they're just struggling to get shots on goal right now. I don't know what the deal is with the front three. They're getting themselves into pretty good chances, not as many as you'd like to see. At times, it seems like they're really struggling to break down some of these teams. But the chances do come, and when they come, they're just they're not scoring. I, I couldn't believe we drew Newcastle 0-0. We had some absolute sitters that were just missed. Uh, Firmino with a open header missed. Mo Salah with a couple misses, and... Sadio Mane has just kind of been struggling to score goals in general as of late. So some things that need to get shored up. The defense at times look, looks a little shaky, and part of that is due to some of the injuries you've been dealing with. But 
I uh, I expect them to maybe make a move or two here in this transfer window. They do too. Add some more depth. I think they might try and sign uh, one of these center backs. There's a lot of rumors right now on uh, the internet swirling around that we're going to get some center backs. We got a Dutch guy that they're rumored to get, this yeah. Sylvan guy. Yeah. Um, I saw a it's random thing rated. today. I don't know anything about him. I don't know much about him either. We saw I saw this random thing today linking us to Sergio Ramos. So I was like, I, that's definitely not happening in January. But yeah, no. I don't know. It, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, if they want to compete for the Champions League. They gotta. They definitely gotta beef up the squad because Reese Williams, nineteen year old, like while he's had a promising future, he's not the the center back you want playing in June in the Champions League final if Virgil's gonna be out. And obviously Diogo Jota's being out after that uh, at game at FC Midgetland back in December. Yeah. Guys are clearly missing him up front. Uh, he's just so dangerous and was so lethal to start his career. So they're definitely going to have to add some depth to the squad if they want to uh, compete in the Champions League. But Thiago coming back was a big a big plus for you guys for sure. Yeah, and Thiago stepped right in, was creating a lot of chances. You could tell he hasn't really missed a beat with his touch. Every time he switched the field or played a ball, yeah. it was just right on the money. And you, you love to see that. Um, the midfield... They've been getting a, a decent amount of slander just because they've kind of been lacking in the creativity department. But Thiago was a nice step in that direction. Yeah, and it gives Fabinho back. more freedom too. So now if Klopp needs to put him at center back or something like that, Fabinho can be moved around a little bit more just because Thiago can play that anchor role that he does so well. So Yeah, and like uh, Patrick said, obviously Diogo Jota is a, a very good player, but... You know, he just adds something off the bench, too, when he's not starting. Like, when the front three can't get going, like we've seen the past few games, we haven't scored the last two games. He just provides a nice boost off the bench where he could sub off one of the front three and just, you know, and change he, up the play a little bit. It's a clear different level from him and the other subs you have. Like, between him and Minamino and Shakiri, like, Jota yeah. is just levels above those two. And, you know, and if he's coming off your bench, it's... Second, probably to only Ali G. Ali Giroud, the super sub coming off the bench. But I agree, he's uh, he definitely brings a change of pace. He's 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 a stellar player, and they're they're missing him for sure, as anybody would. But I mean, this it's a long thirty eight game season, and this is just a little rut. You can see they went from seven nil drubbing to two, yeah. you know, mediocre ties. So I'm sure they'll be back to full form. They got yeah. Aston Villa, uh, United, and then Burnley coming up in their next three. Yeah, so we got a huge game against United after that FA Cup win. So I, I'd say I'm a little worried right now. I'm not hitting a panic button, but before going uh, into Christmas Day, I think we had like a six or seven point lead at the top, and that has obviously dwindled because United are tied on points with us with the game in hand after that loss to Southampton. So... A little bit of uh, worry. Manchester City's creeping up on us, too. But hopefully, with this little off time, they can really get back on track and get ready for that game against United, which is going to be a pretty pivotal game in the title race as of now. Definitely. Moving on to United. Speaking of United. Yeah, United are a team in form. Um, Like Patrick said, we gave them a lot of slander at the beginning of the season, but... They said, uh, fuck the on-the-pitch guys. Yeah. You know, I'm sure so many of them must be listening to us. Rashford is our them. biggest fan. That's what I've heard. Yeah, Rashford. We'll try and get a signed jersey out in the next giveaway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Rashford's been playing really well. Uh, definitely him and Bruno are their best players by far. When they go, the, the team goes. And they've hit a really good run of success as of late. 
Yeah, there was a crazy picture. Uh, Bruno Fernandez's stats compared to Bernardo Silva's, and he has like the equal number of stats in thirty games. Bernardo's like eighty-five to hundred. I don't know, something <laughs> like that. But he's uh, when he, like Leo said, when he goes, they go. He's the engine, and he seems to be the guy that can create nothing out of something, something out of nothing. Uh, he was like Aubameyang for us last year. Everyone, you know, it's given him a lot of slander because he can't score this year. But people forget we couldn't create anything last year, and he would find a way to create something. And that's what Bruno Fernandez does for that team. And they got such deadly weapons and so much pace up top that he's just got to put the ball in the right spot. And he has him. He has a motor and thirty three points with the game in hand. It's really something I uh, I didn't really see coming to be honest. But good on him. Yeah. So they've been playing really well. I think. Bruno, since he's joined Manchester United, is third in the league for like chances created and one of the top five for goals and assists. So, what a great signing for them! He keeps he keeps the motor going, very creative, and they had a really good result against Austin Villa, a tough side this year, and they just keep it going. I just there's not a whole lot more to say than they keep they keep winning games, they keep this motor yeah. rolling and. Hopefully they keep it going. Hopefully not next weekend when they play my Reds. But I'm sure our good friend Tony Pineda has been very satisfied with the way his team's been playing. Yeah, 30 games, uh, 19 goals, 14 assists. That's a pretty stellar record and starts the league. Granted, they're all penalty kicks, but <laughs> you still got to make them. So, I mean... Uh, he, they, he could take decent oh, amount yeah, out definitely, of definitely, play, definitely. But yeah, we'll, we'll call him the penalty king for yeah, a bunch of those goals. He, uh... It, it's they met they did it they did it well and I think that this goes this is gonna help them in the long run is what I'm trying to say this is such a crucial period during the season uh, that's why I was so happy when Arsenal won these three games because it could really go one of two ways at this point yeah. kind of separates who's legit and who's not and I'm not saying that's for everybody Liverpool definitely doesn't fall into that category they're dealing with so many injuries but to get through this with all the points that they did and to be in the position they are when things start going slower and. They're just. This is before the Champions League starts up again. They're in a good spot to kind of separate themselves a little bit here in January, going into February. Yeah, and uh, so going back to November first, when they last lost to Arsenal, one nothing. They have not lost a game in their last nine. Seven wins, two draws, two draws against City and Leicester. So they got the ball rolling. They had that big win against Leeds, six uh, two. Quick tidbit on that. I said Champions League. I forgot. They're in the Europa League. <laughs> they're, they're oh, you guys Thursdays. thought. You guys Not thought. Quite. Sorry. Thursdays. We have to throw a little Sorry. slander Sorry. in there. Sorry. But uh, uh, just real quick, since we haven't talked since, you know, middle of December, they had that 6-2 drubbing against Leeds, and I wanted to touch briefly on that game. I don't know what the hell Bielsa was doing with, no. the, with the strategy of that game. Obviously, United played very well, but if you remember anything from that game, um, United would get the ball and just have like 20 yards of space in front of them. They had just guys wide open all over the place. And like we've been saying with Leeds, if they're going to play that style, it's it's not going to it's gonna get them far with some of these lower-level teams. But when they're playing these big dogs like United that can score goals at will yeah. against a defense like that, it's not going to go well. And that's what we saw, so... They're playing really well, and they got a big game against Liverpool coming up. Definitely, yep. So, what's next? As we round out the top two, we drop down to Leicester real quick, Leicester. sitting in third place, thirty-two points, one game or one point behind. Um, 
little bit of a little bit of a interesting patch here for them. They've been drawing a little bit. Need to get back on track with the win, and that's what they did when the new year started with a two-one win against Newcastle. So they're doing well. Jamie Vardy keeps doing Jamie Vardy things. James Madison, very good player. He's really stepping into his own this season. Yeah. They got that big win against Tottenham before Christmas. Uh, then they drew Man United and drew Palace. Uh, I mean, it's to get to get as many to get five points out of those three games. I'd say they did pretty well for themselves, definitely. Uh, and then they beat Newcastle, and they got they got uh, Chelsea, uh, Southampton, Chelsea, and Everton and Leeds coming up. So a tough stretch for Leicester. They're going to have to be good. Luckily, they was uh, Leicester. Wait. Southampton and Chelsea are only three days apart, but then they get a week before Everton, so a lot of games coming up for them. Um, but I think they got the depth to do it. Their midfield is my favorite midfield in the Prem, honestly. <laughs> uh, they got just... I think if Yuri Tielemans was on Liverpool, we'd be her uh, heralding him as you know the greatest thing since Paul Scholes. <laughs> I think he's just he moves the ball really well. He defends. He gets up and down the pitch, and I think he's a vastly underrated player like a lot of guys on Leicester City, so I'm excited to see... If they can, you know, be legit and push for the title because it really is a wide open, yeah, you know, race at this point sitting here on January sixth. It's a it's a crazy race right now, and honestly, if they keep the ball rolling like the way they have been, top four is definitely in their reach. And with the way the season's going, like Patrick said, they could definitely uh, contend for the title this year if they pick up some wins here. So. One of the, you know, just one of the small things about these teams is, you know, these 1-1 draws and 2-2 draws, it's honestly going to come down to who can kind of sneak out three points right. versus one point. Who's going to be able to get those late goals to sneak out maybe a three points that they might not have deserved. So a lot to come forward for them and good for them. Yeah, definitely. That's, you know, that's what separates champions is teams that can get a draw that should be a loss. They don't lose their head when they're losing the whole game. They can fight their way back to 2-2 or 1-1. And then those teams that can turn, you know, 1-1 into 2-1 and win the game. Uh, teams that, you know, have that deadly striker, like Jamie Vardy, he's money. Uh, if they can... Leicester City kind of always seem like they're going to be the underdog, but I don't think they're an underdog at this point anymore. You know, they've proven what they can do in the past. But they love to just kind of like, a, in a horse race, they like to <laughs> hang around... Hang around, hang around, and then, you know, the final stretch to kick into gear. Yeah. We'll see if that happens this time. So that's about all we got for the Foxes, really. Just a quick touch on them. And yeah, moving on to Spurs. Uh, here's here's the situation with Spurs. They were top of the table in the middle of December. Then that 2-1 win, which Jose Mourinho famously said, you know, the better team lost that yeah. day. And... Since then, a 2 nothing loss to Leicester, a 1-1 draw to Wolves, which was so fucking boring. If yeah. you watch that game, that if was. you're a Spurs fan. They scored that so was, early on in the game, and we uh, all bet on Tottenham. I bet on Tottenham over one and a half in that game, and they just sat there and were so cozy with a 1-0 lead. Uh, so that annoying. was the most Jose Mourinho game we've ever watched. They deserved uh, a tie. The press conference, he said he didn't have the guys park the bus, but if you watch that game... They, they pretty much parked the bus. It was shit. so fucking boring. And that's just kind of been one of the issues as of late over these past four or five games. Yeah. When Son and Kane are on, the team does well. When Son and Kane literally aren't assisting to each other and scoring goals with each other, they're uh, they're not doing too well. And that's 
kind of just what's been hampering them as they try to push towards uh, that first title that I don't know when the last time they won was. Oh, the Audi Cup in 2013? <laughs> the Audi Cup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, but, they just look like a team that's coasting. They don't, they, like, they won, they, they smacked Leeds 3 nothing this past weekend. But, you know, before that, they drew 1-1 at Wolves and watched that game from start to finish, wasting my time. It's like they take their foot off the gas, put it in cruise control. It didn't seem like, you know, they had that same energy that, I mean, granted, they played four days earlier, but I don't know. It, it seems like they don't have the... the that motor. The, yeah, the same deadliness to want to just kill enemies, run them out of the stadium, send them on the bus, start it before the game's even over. They don't have. It doesn't seem like they have that same, you know, motivation. Some games they do. They look deadly. But they lost to Leicester City two 0 They tied Wolves one one, uh, and then they That's come right. out and thrash Leeds three zero. And Leeds is a wide open team that doesn't play defense, <laughs> so it's, you know, tough to judge. But big game against Aston Villa coming up, uh, and then they got Sheffield, and then Liverpool at the end of the month, twenty eighth of January. Yeah, so definitely. Uh a difficult stretch coming up and with the January window open too you you think they're going to try and bring in someone that just adds to that attack someone to take the pressure off of Kane and Son you would think so uh, they tried that a couple times in the past windows Ryan Sessegnon from yeah. Fulham which didn't work they bought that uh, Jetson Fernandez guy from Benfica or somewhere that didn't hasn't really panned out yet I mean I know he's still young and then obviously we've watched Bergwijn hit the post and not be able to score a billion times, so I think they should go looking in the market. But I I don't know how much they're willing to spend in January. Yeah. Depending on who's available, because always seems to be a smaller pool of players in January for sure. Definitely, especially just given the ramifications of some of these guys playing in the Champions League and Europa League. You don't know if they're going to be eligible to play in those games. Right. But. Hopefully they bring someone in. They need maybe a winger. They need someone other than Bergwijn out there to help out up top. Uh, Lucas Mora has kind of been struggling as of late, too. They just need more depth. There's not a whole lot of depth behind the guys that get them going. Yeah, another Spurs news. Former manager Pochettino signed uh, new coach of PSG. Yep. Shout out to Poch. Uh, I think that's a great hire for PSG. Granted, I... Didn't really think Thomas Tuchel deserved to be fired. I mean, Neither did I. I know they just went to the Champions League final this yeah, past year, and there they want to win it so freaking bad. But so did Poch, and he got fired from Spurs. So I don't really know. I don't get the logic. You fire one well <laughs> Champions League final loser to hire another Champions League final loser. They just speak different languages. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Spurs big couple games coming up. Let's see if they're for real or not. In the window, I would agree. They need they need some attacking threat. Los Celso doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, Los Celso's not going to have the uh, job done. Lamella also does not <laughs> do it for me. I love their midfield. Hoybier and Sissoko and, and Dombele, I think, are fine. They got Reggione in the back. Their back's been pretty solid. Uh, and As Mourinho. you'd expect from the Mourinho right. side, too. And, and it's just if Kane and Son aren't on their game, then uh, Spurs aren't on their game. So look for them to attack somebody in the winter. Yeah, so... That's the top four right now, and now, unfortunately, we have to talk about the red-hot Manchester City. They've been playing some very good soccer as of late. they got two games in hand right now, and uh, with two wins, they'd be right up top at the table. Yeah, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, a master class against Chelsea. 
He's unbelievable. <laughs> we finally got to see him come back. Man, they fucking smoked Chelsea. They ran was, him out of the that stadium. Was sweet. I mean, sweet and not sweet because I don't like either of those teams. But, yeah. I, you know, my brother's a Chelsea fan, and to see my brother with his uh, fa- nice face, face in his day. palms, yeah. it was pretty nice. And seeing him turn the TV off just for me to turn it right back on because yeah. I wanted to watch <laughs> was very funny. But... They've been playing phenomenal lately. They've really shored up the defense. Their defense is arguably yeah. one of been John the best Stones defense been in the league. Again too. They arguably have the best defense in the league right now. I think they might have the best defense uh, in the league. Only thirteen goals, goals given up. Yeah, goals allowed. Next so, closest is fifteen. And that's yeah, first. So they currently have the best defensive side, which is something we haven't seen from Pep sides in the Premier League lately. But they, that's the trade-off. They sh- they've been scoring a bunch of goals lately, and I think we might have touched base on this a little bit in the last podcast. They uh, they get scored on a lot in the Champions League, and that's kind of been one of the downfalls in the Champions League the past few seasons to get past some of these bigger giants from other leagues. So it's good to see for Pep and them that they've shorted up, and that's something that will really give them a boost going into the knockout stage. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I've really enjoyed watching City play the last few weeks. It's felt like City of old. And um, Phil Foden is going to be worth a pretty penny someday come his time. That little cheeky goal around the corner against Chelsea has been, was, was magnificent. And I think that City, um, again, another team that just kind of goes through the ups and downs of a Premier League season. People get tired. There's a lot of games to play. And uh, without that defensive stability they had in maybe the beginning of the season or you know at the tail end of last season it was hard to be assured going into every game that you knew you had a sturdy back line with the addition of Ruben Diaz I think that that's really uh, firmed it up and assured other players like Kyle Walker and Zinchenko to get higher up the pitch which allows a lot of space inside for Kevin De Bruyne uh, and they play on, they're playing without a nine no Aguero no Jesus right now Foden started up top and it's it's kind of that definition of free-flowing football that you know Pep preaches all the time, a five-out offense with no center. Um, and I think that they're def- definitely the most dangerous team going forward, especially with two games at hand. Big yeah. game against Everton coming up, though. Yeah, big game against Everton, unfortunately, got canceled real yeah. quick. Uh, he talked about Kyle Walker playing good, Joel Cancelo's playing good, but uh, if you guys didn't read the uh, news in the Premier League the past few weeks, the COVID cases really shot up and... Yeah. Uh, Big shout out to Kyle Walker for that. Yeah, he threw a big Christmas party and yeah. he had a bunch of the Premier League guys there. Uh, apparently, even Jaden Sancho flew it flew in from Germany to attend Kyle Walker's fucking Christmas <laughs> party. And big outbreak. I think like ten of the people that ended up at this party ended up getting COVID. And yeah, big fuck you to Kyle Walker yeah, for fuck you, Kyle Walker. throwing things off. This isn't the first time with Kyle no, Walker he had that either. Sex party. He had a little sex party a few months ago, and he got I think, fined quarantine. for that. So yeah, the guy hates quarantine. The guy loves uh, prostitutes. Uh, yeah, he does. And uh, yeah, big shout out to City. Big shout out to Gundogan or Gundogan, however the goal. hell you want to pronounce it. Wonderful goal. He's a man in form. He, yeah. People kind of just forgot he was on the team the past two years, and all of a sudden he's getting thrown back in the lineup a bunch in the past two or three games. He's been one of their best players. Yeah, he truly has. That was a filthy finish. Santiago Silva, the much older, more experienced defender, and uh, he, it truly was a goal taken by a man in form. There was no center forward to occupy that space at the top of the box. He took it beautifully and tucked it away. Shout out to... Ilkay Gundogan. Yeah, and he got, uh, 
He got robbed of a goal, too. I forget what team it was against. It might have been against uh, Newcastle or Southampton, but he took a really good left-footed shot, and whoever was playing goal with a phenomenal save, he had to tip it off the bar. So they're a team informed. They're the team that honestly scares me the most going forward as a Liverpool fan. I yeah. think they can really a go on a run A team with here. only 13 goals against? Excuse me. That's pretty scary yeah. because you know they can start scoring, but when they can defend like that, it's... Defending like that in the Premier League is very tough, and that will just help them get points where maybe they shouldn't get points. Yeah, we'll see. Southampton, studs, 29 points. You saw Hans Hutel, I think that's how you say his name, break down in tears after they beat Liverpool. Yeah, congrats, um, Congrats. Buddy. I guess hey, that was the peak. He's probably been dreaming about that his whole fucking life. Give that's, him, that was the off, peak bro. for him as a mob. But yeah, good for him. I'm, I'm glad, you know. Obviously, you know, you're happy for someone to see how much it means to them and someone that's so passionate about getting a result against one of the Giants. So I, I found it a little funny at first, but, you know, good for him. I'll never discredit someone for being so passionate about something. Yeah. Um, Danny Ings. Shout out Danny Ings. Filthy goal. goal. Filthy yeah, goal. First, second minute of the game. Second minute of the game. Against I mean, his former club. That's his former, former club who only, he only scored three goals for when yeah. he was at Liverpool, and now he's one of the most prolific strikers in the league. That he was the funniest time in Liverpool's history. You bought Balotelli, you bought Danny Ings, Christian Benteke. Benteke, bro, and everybody just was worse than the last. Yeah, so they got Leeds, Arsenal, uh, Villa, and United coming up. So a tough stretch of four games for sure. But, but they've been grinding. As long it as out. they stay healthy, if James Ward-Prowse stays healthy, um, he's know, been one of the most underrated players sure, in the league this sure. year. Definitely, definitely deserves some England looks when he uh, when it's when next time that comes yeah. comes around. He's been so consistent this year at creating chances for that. Free kicks are. He's had the assist on the Ings goal. His yeah, free kicks are unbelievable. So, good for them. Not a whole lot more to talk about with a team like Southampton. Transfer but. window. Um, depth, I don't know. I, they're probably a club that like can't really do much in the January yeah. transfer window due to lack of funds, coronavirus, all that stuff. So, Everton, 7th place, 29 points. Level on points with Southampton, only a game or a goal behind. On goal differential, but they got a game in hand. Only 16 played. Yeah, and... Uh, Coming off a loss. Big shout-out to them because they finally broke the streak. They hadn't won the game since they got Rickarlson in 2018. When he didn't feature in the lineup since 2018, they had not won a game, and that finally ended against Sheffield right before the New Year. So, shout-out to them. They had a good win against Arsenal. They... Really came in on a hot streak to close out the year. A little slow start uh, on January 1st, losing that game one nothing to West Ham. But closing out the 2020 season, they got wins against Chelsea, Leicester, and Arsenal. So really, really good stuff there to kind of get themselves back in the shape and pushing for a top-four spot this season. Definitely. Well, um, I think you hit the nail on the head, to be honest. They're uh, they're dangerous. They're, they're, they're It's... Go time for them. It's definitely go time for them. It's definitely a season they really got to go all. This out is their for season. It. Like if they, if it's gonna happen, this feels like the season it's gonna happen. It you know? definitely feels like the season for them, which we haven't been able to say in really a long time. They always kind of been, I'd say, between like sixth or tenth place right. the past. I don't know. Seems like forever, but. This season feels different. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Hamas was a great signing. 
No, yeah, this is the most Carlson's dangerous they've been looked. Very good. They've always, I've always thought that they like consistently improved in every transfer window. Like, they always like. I thought Gilfie Sigurdsson was a great signing for them when they made him. Then they signed Michael Keane, Yerry Mina. I thought they kept making these great signings, but then it wasn't showing up in the results. And this year, they're actually, you know, they're they're grinding out good results. They lost to United, but you know, they beat Arsenal, they beat Leicester City, they beat Chelsea. That's three games in a row. That's you know, that's pretty pretty beast. Uh, and if it's going to happen, it feels like this is the year that they really push for top four and they look like the team that has enough depth to actually do it. So Definitely. We'll see. They got, uh, let's see what they got. They got that City game with, was postponed. They have Wolves, Villa, and Leicester City coming up. So, so obviously, seems like every team's stretch. got a yeah. tough stretch Everybody's, coming up. It's so close. Everybody's good this year, so yeah. every game's a tough game, you know? But, so, unfortunately, I, I you know what? Not unfortunately. <laughs> I can't wait. To talk shit on Chelsea. I've been waiting for this. Hey. We were calling them frauds at the beginning of the season. And my little brother Joey got all pissed. Oh, Chelsea's not frauds. They, they just need time. And then for about a two to four game stretch there, I was like, you know what? Joey might be right. And they started looking really well. And reality has now set back in. Timo Warner uh, doesn't know what the goal is. Yeah, no. Kai Havertz. Just kind of blows. That, and Golo no Conte looks like Havertz. Yeah, and Golo Conte forgot how to play soccer too. Yeah, they just. I don't know what Frank's doing right he's now. Leaving, he's leaving Olivier Giroud, the hottest player on their team, on the bench consistently. It doesn't Didn't make even any sense. have him feature in yeah. that West Ham game. Um, I will give a shout out to Pulisic. Obviously, they've been struggling to score. Chelsea have been, but I will say Pulisic has looked very well over the past few games. He. He's very confident on the ball. He's kind of just waiting for that goal yeah. to come. But he seems, to me, definitely their most threatening player with the ball at his feet. He's getting by people, creating a lot of chances. And they just they can't score goals right now. And they're, they're in a rough patch. There was even rumors that they might even fire Frank, which I think is a fat little... Fat Frank. Fat Frank. 200 mil Frank. Yeah. Just um, give him another 200 mil, Roman. 200 more. It'll be fine. Just 200 more. Yeah, so they... Uh, Going back, here we are. So they beat Leeds 3-1. Red boys. Since then, we have had one, two, three, four, five, six games since the 3-1 win at Leeds. They have won one of those games. They've drawn one of those games, and they have lost the rest. So they've got four losses in their last six, only two points in their last six. Or, excuse me, uh, five points in their last six. God damn it. I re- Everyone was on Chelsea against yeah. Arsenal, too. I We've been gone for a while. I haven't had a chance to get this <laughs> off my chest. That was an Arsenal masterclass. That, thank, was, I'm that glad we awesome. came. I'm, we, I got a soccer game tonight, so we aren't able to touch on you know all 20 teams. Um, but that Arsenal-Chelsea game was what I've been missing for <laughs> so long. We were, you know... All of a sudden, it's like, holy shit, there's there's clauses in people's contracts in case we get relegated. We're going to have to clean house. Everyone's going to have to go. What are we going to do? Ha, ha, ha. Now we're three points off Chelsea. Three points. Three points off Chelsea after three crazy. days. And, I mean, it's it's just, it feels really good. How the good. tides it have feels turned. It really good. And it just, again, it shows that this this is an overreactive fans fan group, like Man. fan base of the Premier League, you know. One game, everyone's ready to... Rip it up, set it on fire, and start fresh. And I think it's everyone uh, needs to chill out. I'm sure Chelsea will be fine. I'm sure everyone's gonna be fine. It's not like American sports where you know the big teams they might 
struggle for portions of the season, but, oh, we make the playoffs because eight teams make the playoffs. This is not like that. There's a lot of short leashes leashes in European soccer. People will get fired in October, November, when the teams get off the slow starts. Like we said, they fired fired one Champions League finalist to hire another Champions League finalist. It didn't, you know. They they don't mess around, and, yeah, a lot of people are calling for Frank's head, and I can kind of see it, too, the... I feel like he's kind of playing into that hand. Well, wow, we just bought a bunch of people. I kind of have to play them, give right. me the price tag. But I don't. I don't think he should be playing these people. I agree. Uh, I think Hudson Odoi. Yeah. Front I don't know why he doesn't get. Oh, Giroud and Hudson Odoi would be my front three right now. Because yeah. So right now, and Odoi, every time he gets in the game, plays very dangerous. well. Very he looks dangerous. dangerous all the time. He produces chances. He got the only goal in that game. Got the only goal against and City. They just need to switch it up. They can't keep running out with yeah. the same lineup right now. Definitely the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yeah. Uh, they're not... I don't know what it is, to be honest. They don't. They look like a team that lacks confidence, and more so it's kind of looks like an effort thing. Yeah. Uh, like you can when, tell they're frustrated. Right, they're definitely frustrated. On that corner kick, uh, when Raheem Sterling took off and you know Conte headed it and then got headed back and Raheem Sterling took off for the third goal for City... Uh, they were like lazy to get back. I felt like they, you know, not the quickest first step I've ever seen. They just seemed kind of deflated, defeated yeah. a little bit, and they needed a uh, jump start. You could tell just looking at the facial expressions that they are a team that's very frustrated right now. They really just need a win to get back on track, get the mojo going. But I don't know when it's going to come. They're just they're lacking that right now. It's really just lackluster performance after lackluster performance. Yeah, next game's not for four more day four more days FA Cup game against Morecambe. Maybe it can uh give them a little uh ignition to you know, light that fire. Maybe Timo Warner scores yeah, a goal against Morecambe. Get, they can hopefully <laughs> get a couple penalties that I remember when Nico Pepe couldn't score, Obama gave him a penalty and it was like the world was okay again, even though he <laughs> still kinda stinks. So they got uh, FA Cup game, Fulham, and then Leicester City Wolves following. So and then Burnley and then Spurs. So a couple tough games for just like for everybody else. Gonna have to be good. Gonna have to. They gotta figure it out swim. sooner rather than later yeah. for sure. They can't keep slipping up here in the middle of the season, or they're gonna be playing catch up. It's gonna be a baptism by fire for sure. They're gonna <laughs> have to grow up and and, and uh, a bunch of bunch of memes going around on Twitter. Maybe maybe Fat Frank needs another two hundred mil this yeah. January. Fat to, Frank to shore up the squad. So they're definitely not gonna be buying a whole lot just because they already just fucking spent so much. So. It's kind of just going to come down to what Frank can get out of these guys. Uh, they're level with Aston Villa. We didn't really talk about Villa, but Villa's obviously been really good. They got a big match against Liverpool coming up, then Spurs, then Everton, then City. So they might have the toughest of anybody <laughs> going forward. Uh, and then Burnley to finish off the month of January. Huge month of January for Aston Villa. Those Huge four month games. of January for really everyone. everyone. Yeah, it everybody. seems like... Seems like right now they're, we're going to be watching a lot of the bottom teams play. Yeah. Maybe a, a bunch of shifting around for these relegation teams yeah. and the relegation fight. And a lot of big games for these top teams. I think the January and February is just going to be a hectic schedule for these teams. Yeah, West Ham's in 10th. Uh, they've been playing really well this year. Big under... Uh, under what am I trying to say? Uh, underappreciated player, I think, is Jared Bowen this year. He's been stellar for them on the right wing. Uh, they got a big win over Everton on the New Year's Day. And then uh, they drew Southampton 0-0. And they got it going forward. They got uh, Stockport County, FA Cup, Burnley, and West Brom. So an easy stretch. 
not so much an easy stretch. There's no easy stretch, but games that they definitely need to take points if they want to stay in the top half of the table. Yeah, and they're sitting at 10th, like he said, but um, just looking at the table right now, 10th to first place, so 1 through 10, only separated by 7 points. Yeah. Crazy to think after the past couple of seasons that we've seen where teams have just ran away with it really early on. So, Arsenal's only six up. points off the top four. Yeah. Sitting there in 11th place. I'll, uh, I'll let Patrick. You know, My turn now? Yeah. yeah. It's Patrick's turn to finally feel good about oh, himself. Guys, I haven't let him get some shit off of his I chest. I really do my best. I don't I don't say go on the Twitter very often. Leo does a lot of the tweeting. Um, mostly because I felt like my stuff would be so uh, not good for our look. I don't know how to say it. But I just want to say that it feels really good to have uh, continued success as an Arsenal fan for the first time in a while or what seems like a while. Leo was texting me all this about Arteta out or who who do you want as the next manager? And I'm like, let's take a step back here, buddy. Uh, At the time, it wasn't too crazy. And I saw some tweets. Um, I think it was the Chelsea game where they got back on track with that 3-1-1. I think before that game, I saw a bunch of verified accounts tweeting that if they did not get a point from that game, we might have seen Arteta out. So I was texting Patrick about it. And... It might have seemed a little early, but according to the internet, it wasn't. That no, early. we were dire. We were in. Yeah. We were in dire straits. Like it looked really bleak going into that Chelsea game. I had a feeling that uh, we were going to beat Chelsea just because uh, it was more like a betting thing. Like everybody was on Chelsea, so I was like, "All right, Arsenal's going to win this game." Uh, Bukayo Saka might be. Uh, arguably your best player, right? Now. Not arguably. I think he is our best player right now. I'm just saying, like he's. You know, you put Holland, Sancho, all that. I think he's in that conversation for, like, you know, one of the best young players in the world. I really think he's he plays under pressure when the teams are backs against the wall and guys like Granit Xhaka and Danny Ceballos, they have, like, no mental toughness. You know, they don't know how to dig yourself out of a... Guys, you expect to do that. Like, Aubameyang hasn't scored a goal. Bukayo Saka hasn't wavered at all in the time, in the, in the face of uh, this adversity we're facing. And he really has, like... Had that headlamp on and has led us through the through the tunnel and out into the light. Uh, so I can't say enough good things about him. I'm actually very excited to see what we can do going forward. I know I'm just going to get let down again. Uh, I'm getting my hopes up. But this was just such a crucial period. So many games and so many days. We really could have been like seriously talking about Arsenal being relegated after those three games You know, here on January 6th. But instead we're you know, six points off the top four. So Yeah, they've climbed back. Shout out Lacazette, finally, yeah, four finally four finding games. form again, finally scoring goals. And shout out Emile Smith-Rowe. That is what Arsenal has been lacking is a 10. We haven't played with a 10. We've been playing that 3-4-3 stupid-ass style with Moan Elneny and Granit Xhaka standing next to each other, passing the ball backwards like two Jorginhos, and now uh, Granit Xhaka with the banging free kick. Yeah, that was sweet. Dude, okay, I was watching the Arsenal goals of the month in the car today, and it was just banger after banger after banger. <laughs> and we only scored one goal in the month of November. It was a penalty against United. Yeah. We won 1-0, and it was just so funny to see, like, you know, six absolute piss <laughs> missiles. And then, anyways, uh, we, we got Newcastle, Southampton, huge game, and then United at the end of the month, followed by Wolves, Villa, Leeds. It's yeah, a lot so- of tough games ahead. They had that huge game against West Brom in the snow. That was really just kind of cool to watch. It was. When you think snow, you think NFL. But if you follow the Premier League like us, you know you're due for a couple games in the snow. And that was 
just a really fun game to watch, really open game. It wasn't too sloppy because of the conditions, and they got some really nice goals, like Patrick was saying. Yeah. Karen Tierney oh, absolutely dusted the guy hero. in West Brom. That my was hero. sweet. Very good goal by him. Bukayo Saka with a really good goal created by your boy Emil Smith-Rowe. Yeah. You could kind of tell, uh, although Mesut Ozil, who knows what, what the deal is with him. He might even go to the MLS. I don't know. But that he kind of gave me like some Mesut Ozil vibes with that little interchanging play to set up that Bukayo Saka goal. Yeah, definitely. It was really so, awesome. It was really cool to see. Mesut Ozil uh, looks like he's on his way out. Yeah, he yeah he's definitely on the way yeah, out. Yeah, Kolasinac <laughs> was out. That's he's awesome. Out. God. <laughs> Dude, the difference in left back between Kieran Tierney and Kalasta Snatch is so fucking crazy. Snatch? Kalasta Snatch. <laughs> Hector Bellerin, bro, I'm so, like, the jury's still out. I don't know. Like, I, you know, but then again, Trent gave the ball away, like, 17 times in oh, that other game. He's so been, Trent's been struggling. I don't know. Like, I would take that guy from uh, Brighton, Tariq Lamptey. I think he's That's gonna, the rumor. Yeah, I would That's take him. That's the rumor. Him. Arsenal's trying to get Tariq Lamptey. And if you watch any Brighton games, he looks very good, and he looks like he's due for a move to a bigger club. I'm not out on Maitland-Niles. I think he's a stud, too. I just don't know what his best position is. I think he's a really good footballer, and he's, uh, he's going to go somewhere, and we're going to be sad about it, personally. Um, but there's also rumors that we're not going to sign that Balogun guy. Uh, which would be tragic as well. I don't know. There's so much shit going on. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit going on and a lot of time left in January to see how it yeah, plays yeah. out. Has there been a transfer yet that we've there, I don't think there's been a notable transfer yet. Maybe some more low-key ones Papu that we Gomez is going to leave Atalanta, right? That's what the Fabrizio's been tweeting. That's what the rumor is. Um, Liverpool's always talking about killing Mbappe. Yeah, who, who the hell knows if that'll happen? No. That's been on... Clap's radar for years. The sure, it's not everybody's always, radar. Anybody who has two hundred and fifty million to spend, yeah. I'm sure he's on their radar. So, a lot, a lot that's about to go down in the next uh, two to three weeks. Here, that's really going to shape up the closing end to this title race. We're just about at the halfway point. Yeah. So that's all I got to say about Arsenal. Yeah, good for them. Good for Patrick. I'm happy to see a happy Thank Patrick. Thank you. Um, we're coming down to the end here. We got to, you know, go a little quick here given uh, some time constraints. But I guess we'll just briefly run through some of the lower teams. Um, kind of my surprise team after the really slow start. Uh, Burnley's been playing really well lately. So good for Burnley. They've been getting some really good results. I'd also like to give a little shout-out to Scott Parker, the Fulham coach. They're still in the relegation spot, but... They've been starting to find their groove a little more so than they were at the beginning of the season. They're getting some gritty, you know, draws. And those draws for those bottom-tier teams are really going to come back to help them out in the relegation fight. They got two games in hand, so one win can really boost them out of the relegation spot. Uh, yeah, definitely. Poor West Brom is s- that old slag semi, you old slag. <laughs> He's been getting battered. He lost 5-0 and then 4-0 in his last two. Uh, they're sitting at eight points with a negative 28 goal differential. Sheesh. So uh, hopefully good. they got Wolves coming up next. So hopefully they can get three points, even it up with <laughs> Fulham. And then, I mean, Brighton's they're only three points clear of the relegation zone right now. Um, but everybody's so tight if, if they can get hot. Sheffield United without a win through 17 games, that's fucking tough. Uh, yeah, I would say they're probably a lock to go down. 
That is um, tough. 17 games without a win. I feel bad. It's got to be They shitty. played so well last year, and I saw... Uh, Ollie McBurney <laughs> hates life right now, yeah. for sure. I saw some stats about Sheffield. They have 26 less points than they did at the same time last year. Not a pretty sight. Eight goals in 17 games. That's fucking brutal. That's so bad. I feel bad for Chris Wilder. A goal every two games. I like Chris Wilder as a coach. He's a passionate guy, but I got a bad feeling he might be uh, on the way out pretty soon because they definitely need something to change to climb their way out. Two points in 17 games. That's fucking awful. Yeah. So... Best Sorry, of luck. Sheffield. Godspeed, Sheffield Best United. Godspeed. Um, yeah, I would say Burnley's been my surprise team lately. They got three wins in their last five. Uh, three wins, a draw, and a loss. So they're starting to hit the corner a little bit, and they got some games in hand as well. So I guess my surprise in the other direction would be Brighton. I thought Brighton was going to be better this year. Uh, I thought Lewis Dunk. I mean, they have a negative... Uh, negative Seven goal differential, yeah, which is not that bad, right? But they've all they they've scored twenty one goals. That's like a decent amount of goals. Yeah. That's more than Arsenal scored this year, but they've given up twenty eight goals. So I kind of expected them to be a little bit better, especially with their captain like Lewis Dunk, kind of kind of commanding the back. But that hasn't been the case. Um, I'm excited to see what they do as we kind of approach the midway point in the season. Yeah, so that about wraps it up. We'd love to talk a little more about some things, but for now we're just gonna wrap it up here and we'll get back to our regular schedule like we said we'll be pumping these episodes out weekly we did a good job this week trying to get it out a little bit earlier uh, aka just a day earlier (laughs) but uh hopefully next week we do it even one more day earlier and have these episodes out for you guys so you can uh listen to them earlier in the week versus you know listening to them on friday the day before the next matches next week's matches yeah so um, big shout out real quick. Congratulations to our first giveaway winner, Kyle Romback. Your jersey is on its way and you should be receiving that actually in a couple of days. So be on the lookout for that. And hopefully we could do one more of those for you guys here in the next couple months. Hopefully the brand keeps growing and we can crank another one out for you guys and Give something back to the community. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Sucks was a Spurs jersey, but I guess that's (laughs) it. That is what it is. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Enjoy the FA Cup action we got this week. Uh, Find an ESPN Plus stream or find a buddy that has ESPN Plus. Uh, Get to see some of these lower teams. And uh, tune in next time. Yeah, we really appreciate appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much. Leo, anything? Uh, That's about it, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We will see you guys soon. Thank you.